welcome to the Relationship Unconscious podcast series. I'm Dr. James Tobin, a licensed psychologist and psychotherapist. My clinical practice is based in Newport Beach, California, and I work with individuals, couples, and families primarily on their relationship issues. I also conduct psychotherapy groups and interactive educational workshops on romantic relationship issues and parenting concerns. In this podcast series, Relationship Unconscious, I focus on how the mind's unconscious influences the way we think, feel, and behave in our relationships. Although we probably like to think our conscious intentions and desires determine how our relationships play out, Unfortunately, that's not really the case. Freud established the significance of the mind's unconscious in determining many aspects of our intrapsychic and interpersonal lives. And since the time of his contributions, our knowledge base has evolved considerably. Drawing from all I've learned from my patients in 17 years of clinical practice, It's my hope that this podcast series will capture just how the unconscious impacts our relationships and perhaps even more importantly, will help listeners navigate the mind's tendencies, especially those tendencies that hinder the attainment of healthy, fulfilling relationships. If you'd like to learn more about my psychotherapy practice, group and workshop offerings, and other services I provide, please visit my website at www.jamestobinphd.com. That's www.jamestobinphd.com or email me at jt at jamestobinphd.com. As parents... Most, if not all of us, probably hope that our own children will absorb the very best of us. Our positive personality tendencies, our industrious habits, and our moral standards and values. And disregard the rest. The last thing we want to believe is that our worst characteristics, a bad temper, for example, or persistent bouts of depression, or predilection for failed relationships, will somehow be passed on to our children, troubling their existence now and into the future. But in my clinical work, it is not unusual to hear a parent describe with great concern how she's beginning to see some aspect of herself in her young child that has caused her to struggle throughout her life. Similarly, it is not uncommon for an adult patient to be speaking to me and then realize, often with great distress, that the very attribute he despised in his mother or father is a weakness or limitation he now possesses as well. Whether it be nature or nurture, or some complex interaction of the two, the topic of the recent book, The Orchard 
and the dandelion, why some children struggle and how all can thrive, written by pediatrician Thomas Boyce, which I highly recommend. It appears to be the case that children take in and manifest aspects of their parents, and in my experience, this seems to occur more intensively for the parent's negative qualities as opposed to his or her positive qualities. To elaborate, while each of us has absorbed many qualities of our parents, it is likely that the most central components of our personalities, those features that have dramatically impacted the course of our lives and obstructed us in one way or another, are areas of weakness, problematic patterns of thinking, feeling, or perceiving, or obvious limitations we share with one or both of our parents. I call this dynamic psychological cloning, but Freud was the first to conceptualize it in his notions of identification, internalization, and interjection. These terms are used by psychoanalytic theorists and clinicians to describe an unconscious process in which the mind, early in development, takes in aspects of the caregiver and converts them into aspects of the self. In the Freudian tradition, the formation of identity is in part a defensive process that seeks to overcome the inevitable separation from and loss of the caregiver by becoming the caregiver. Internalizing the negative components of the caregiver also helps the young child's mind bypass the emerging conflict of having to love the parent who is both good and bad, gratifying and disappointing. The child cannot bite the hand that both feeds it and disappoints it, so the child must swallow its anger and rage toward the inevitably disappointing parental figure. For Freud and his followers, this act of metabolizing implied that we incorporate what we do not dispel. Given the inevitability of psychological cloning, an important component of healthy adult development and maturity that extends into and, th and throughout midlife involves coming to terms with the archaic unconscious connection we harbor between ourselves and our early caregivers. This typically consists of identifying one's true emotional experience of one's parents, a task that is often replete with confusion and conflict given any restrictions embedded in the family culture or explicit or implicit demands on the child regarding what he or she was allowed to feel or think. 
as these mandates and restrictions are disentangled from one's actual or authentic experience. The present detaches from the past and the psychological linking between oneself and one's parents weakens and diminishes. Thanks for listening to the Relationship Unconscious podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to react to something you've heard, I encourage you to email me at jt at jamestobinphd.com. Also, please add a rating and review the Relationship Unconscious podcast on iTunes. Thanks for being such a great support of this podcast. Tune in next time for more on how the unconscious influences our relationships.